Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, uh, we want to continue our series on the attributes of God. What is God like? What are his characteristics? What's the nature of God? All of these questions are answered as we unpack the attributes or the doctrines associated with the uh, with the godliness of his uh, being and of his nature. So when we talk about the attributes, we're, talking, we, we're answering the question, who is God and what he's, is he like? What has the Bible um, said about God? And what are his likes or dislikes? Uh, how is he made up? Is God composed or not composed? Does God have a beginning or doesn't have a beginning. All of these questions are answered in the doctrine of his attributes. We've covered his goodness. We've covered God being just. We've covered God's mercy, and we've covered God's immutability, meaning his unchangingness. We've covered God's holiness, his eternality, him being sovereign, his love, his aseity, meaning his self-existence, as well as we have covered uh, God's omniscience as of uh, the previous episode. So today, we want to deal with uh, his omnipresence, his omnipresence. And this is the doctrine that God is present to everything in every place. God is the sustaining cause of creation. So again, when we say that God is omnipresent, we're saying God is present to everything and every place. God is the sustaining cause of creation. When you uh, read the story of Jonah, you are immediately uh, confronted with the reality that there's nowhere you and I can go uh, in this life that God is not present. It is due to God's presence that we are uh, able to enjoy the pleasantries of life. Let me explain. God is present when we endeavor to go outside and enjoy the sun rays. It is God who causes the sun to shine. It is God who allow uh, the, the air to exist so we can breathe. It is, it is God uh, that is holding even our uh, biological nature intact. It is God. God is holding everything in his place and is holding everything together. So we owe him everything. That's in one sense. But then in terms of locality, there's nowhere you can go to run away from God as Jonah endeavored to do. Jonah uh, actually believed that he could sail away from God's presence. And by him endeavoring to uh, remove himself out of the picture and to 
uh, go away to a place where God wouldn't be, he was actually running into God. Because God is omnipresent, you may move from point A to point Z, but he's already there. If you move from um, Los Angeles to Massachusetts, you can think in your mind that you are escaping the countenance of God. But all along the way, he's there. And when you get to your destination, he's there. There's nowhere we can go to run away from God. And that is the essence of God being omnipresent. We're saying that God is present to everything in every place. God is the sustaining cause of creation. Those secret backroom deals that people make, God is a witness. God sees what's going on. God sees all of the injustice. God sees all of the inequalities. God sees all of the trickery. God sees it all. And one day, everybody will be held accountable for what they did or did not do. And this is why uh, I, I love being in a relationship with God because he is the chief justice. And we talked about God's justice a few weeks ago. God is equitable. God is fair. And all of that fairness, all of that equality that comes out of God is rooted in perfection and is rooted in charity. All of it is rooted in divine um, divine love. So when we talk about God's omnipresence, I'm grateful that God is everywhere because that means nothing sneaks up on God. Nothing sneaks up on God. When I go to God, he is dealing with me. He's answering my prayers from a perspective of um, now, a, pers- a perspective of before and a perspective of after. God is everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresence. He is everywhere. Uh, when we uh, were blessed enough to go on vacation outside of the country, God was there. I couldn't just leave God in my local area. I couldn't just leave God in my community. God was here before I even got here, and God would be here when I leave. And then when I get to my next destination, he's already there. This is the doctrine of God's omnipresence. He's everywhere at the same time. So let's look at some scriptures that uh, buttress the point that God is omnipresence. When we look at Deuteronomy 10 and 14, it says to the Lord, your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. To the Lord, your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. So God, everything belongs to God. And not only that, everything owes is presence to God. And God is there actively sustaining everything. So when we talk about God's omnipresence, it's not this picture, uh, not just a picture of God being everywhere at one time. God is holding everything together. This is why uh, arguments by atheists, you all call them atheists, uh, those who said there's no God. This is why their arguments are foolish. 
Number one, God gave them the intellect to be able to think. God gave them the breath to be able to speak. God gave them life for them to even exist. And despite all of that, they still are stiff necked. They still are arrogant. They still are prideful. They still um, are, are, are um, captivated by their own hubris. And God is going to humble them. It may not be today, but the time will come where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Christ is Lord. Let's look at Jeremiah 23 and 24. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not, do not I feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Again, Jeremiah 23 and 24. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord. So God is basically saying that he's everywhere. Wherever you may be and think, and you may think that uh, nobody sees you. You may think you're in your own safe house. God sees it. God sees it all. God knows the hearts of men. God knows the location of men. God knows um, everything that's going on at the same time in his eternal nowness. God sees it all. So when he speaks to us, we can trust him because God has full knowledge. When we seek his advice, God uh, is giving it to us from a complete perspective. When we go to human counselors, we are getting um, advice from people that are finite, people that can only deal with the information that we provide to them. But when we go to God, not only does God knows everything that occurred, but God has perfect knowledge. So whatever he says is perfect. Whatever we say, whatever he says is absolute. Whatever God says to us is divine. We can trust it. We can bank on it. And um, if I have an opportunity to get counsel, I want it first from a divine counsel. And that's what God is. He's a divine counselor. And his omnipresence, his ability to uh, be with me at all times, his ability to actually fight on my behalf before I even get to my location, that's what God can do. No human efforts can, can replicate that. I, I know some of you all have uh, insurance, and, and the insurance says that uh, uh, we'll protect you or we'll restore whatever you've, lo- you've lost uh, based on calamity. Uh, insurances make promises, but even the promises of the insurance companies have loopholes. Even the promises of the insurance companies are sometimes subpar. Even the, the assurance of the uh, insurance companies uh, cannot be taken to the bank. But when we depend on God, we can take whatever he says to the bank. So Deuteronomy 10 and 14 uh, tells us about God's omnipresence. Jeremiah 23 and 24 tells us about God's presence or omnipresence. Uh, Psalms 139, 7 through 13. And we keep going back to Psalms 139 because Psalms 139 is one of those verses, uh, one of those passages, rather, that really gives us a a glimpse of who God is and who we are. So this is why we keep going back to that psalm because it is filled 
with doctrinal truths that we can all uh, put in our heart and walk with. Psalms 139, verse 7 through 13. Where can I go from your spirit? It's a rhetorical question. Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, you are there. If I settle on the far side of the sea, you are there. Even there, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Again, let's look at Psalms 139, verse 7 through 13. Where can I go from your spirit? And the answer is nowhere. There's nowhere you can go that God's countenance does not exist or reside. Where can I flee from your presence? Nowhere. You can't run away from God because he's everywhere at the same time existing in his eternal nowness. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So the psalmist is giving us a glimpse of God's divinity, God's omnipotence, and God's omniscience or omniscience. And here we are talking about God's omnipresence. He's everywhere. This psalm encompasses uh, a sundry of information in regards to God's uh, divinity. This psalm tells us that God exists everywhere at all times. Doesn't matter if you're rich, doesn't matter if you're poor, doesn't matter uh, if you are affluent, doesn't matter if, uh, if you're delinquent, doesn't matter. God is everywhere and he sees all of the isms that's going on, all of the racism, all of the sexism, all of the uh, gender isms, and all of the um, uh, uh, political issues that's going on. God sees it. And God is holding things together for the righteous to fulfill their mandate. God wants to use you and I to do the things that he's called on us to do. When we see injustices, we must stand up. When we see people that are in need, we must be open uh, to meet the needs. When we see people that are lost, we must preach the gospel. God wants to use us. And in his omnipresence, when we uh, follow through on what God has commanded us to do, we become witnesses all around the world. We become witnesses. So it doesn't matter your location. 
doesn't matter uh, your, your residence. If we are believers, if we are Christians, then we are standing up for what God wants us to do. And because God is global, God is everywhere, that means that uh, God is global in a sense that everywhere around the globe, God's presence is accessible. Now, it's up to us as humans to have a relationship with him, to accept Christ in order to have that relationship. But God is accessible, and he's inviting us. He's inviting us to worship him in spirit and in truth. So all around the world, all across the the various continents, God is summoning us. God is inviting us to have a relationship with him by the way of Jesus the Christ. His omnipresence is a beautiful thing. Him being everywhere is a beautiful thing because we get glimpses through miracles. We get glimpses through the sanctification process, through people's lives changing, uh, through testimonies. We see God's handiwork all across the world, all across the globe. And him being omnipresent is evidence of that. We see people getting saved all around the world. Him being omnipresent is evidence of that. We see the gospel being preached all around the world. Him being omnipresent is an example of that. So uh, we must continue to uh, adopt a clear picture of who God is versus what uh, humanists are saying. Jeremiah 23 and 23. It says, am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Again, He's near to us, but he's also uh, a God that's near to uh, people that's far away from us. God is omnipresence. And this uh, verse in Jeremiah 23 and 23 reminds us of that. Acts 17, 27 through 28. God did this so that they would see him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. So here Paul is uh, preaching uh, and, and informing his audience uh, that God is not far from us. So again, it's, it's not this idea of a, a God being localized. Yes, God's uh, presence is local, but it's also global. That's the idea. God is everywhere, and he's so close to us, but yet he's also uh, accessible, and he's also present in the lives of those that are not near to, uh, nearby us locally. What a mighty God we serve. Colossians 1 and 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So this idea of his omnipresence is also this idea of God's omnipotence in the sense that because God is everywhere, uh, he's sustaining nature, and he's sustaining us. God is holding everything together in every place, at every time, every second, every nanosecond. God is holding everything together. The world may seem like it's falling apart, and in some sense, it is uh, being more corrupted because of sin. But God is still in control. God is still in control. 
and everything that he's assured us in his word will come to pass. And it, it is come to, coming to pass. So none of this that we're witnessing is a surprise to God. He's already warned us that in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves. They would not take heed to sound doctrine. He's already, already prepared us for that. So don't think this whole thing is strange when God has already predicted that uh, we would have uh, all of this chaos that we're experiencing in our lifetime. Don't be surprised. Um, Hebrews 1 and 3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the, of the majesty in heaven. So, again, there's this um, relation or partnership. There's this relationship between the omnipresence of God and the omnipotence of God. Wherever God is, his power is. Wherever God is, his power exists. Wherever God is, his power reigns. So God is holding, holding everything together. Don't be deceived. God is still in control. Nobody else can be on the throne but God. God exists everywhere. God exists everywhere. And on all the continents, God exists God, God is accessible everywhere. He's accessible. If we want to accept him as our Lord and Savior, he's accessible. If we want to worship God, he's accessible. If we want to know our purpose in God, he's accessible. So his omnipresence is a beautiful thing. One of the things about God being omnipresent is the consistency of the gospel. The gospel, the same gospel being preached in the poorest part of the universe is the same gospel being preached in the most prosperous, uh, prosperous part of, of the universe. So uh, God's gospel doesn't change. And his gospel is evidence of his existence. It's evidence of his assurance. The same gospel is preached throughout the whole world. It's the same gospel. And it testifies about uh, our Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So it doesn't matter where we go. God is holding us accountable because he's there. If we feel as though we can be one way at church and then different at home, be careful because God is watching us at home. God's presence, his countenance, he's with us at home. And if we're living a lifestyle that's not consistent, uh, if we're doing things that's not consistent according to his standard, then he's going to hold us accountable. And remember, he chastised those whom he loves because he loves us. This is why God put uh, guidelines in place. Well, that concludes our lesson today on the doctrine of God's omnipresence. We pray that you receive uh, something from it to edify you. Uh, and as always, we are thankful for everyone's prayers. Uh, we thank you for praying for this ministry. And if you are open to join us in becoming a financial supporter, uh, please go to our website, srministries.org, or you can uh, make out your donation to Sound Reasoning Ministries, P.O. Box 582-306, Elf Grove, California, 95758. And as always, 
we encourage you, we implore you to do for the truth what so many people in this world do for a lie. For we must stand firmly in the gospel and defend it uh, with the aid of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.